People of Earth, attention! This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Twin Stars, a science fiction audio adventure drama starring Greg Nugent as Imperial Naval Officer Albert Tyson and Melissa D. Johnson as the space pirate Zhang Ping'an. Two figures on opposite sides in a battle for the destiny of mankind's first Empire of the Stars. Also starring... Tegan Harris as Esther. Tara Veloso as Harriet. Fiona Thrale as Mrs. Tyson. Elise Krawick as Lieutenant Clues. Wesley Clifford as Prosecutor Thomas. And Paul Mannering as Judge Stark. Tonight's episode, War Crimes. Log of Lieutenant Albert Tyson, formerly attached to the Imperial Cutter Crystal Leaf, currently on disciplinary leave. Awaiting my trial for piracy, I have returned to my family home in Kiersgaard on New Wellington. Admiral Veers arranged for my bail, and the military accepted, which heightens my hope that this whole matter will be dealt with quickly and fairly. The ship itself and her crew are docked in orbit, and the whole matter of the Miraposa 3 incident is under review. I am to testify in three days. Until then, it, it will be good to see Harriet again. And mother as well. Yes, yes, I'm coming. Hold your horses. Ty? Well, hello, sister. How have you been? Ty! Mother! Ty is here! Ty, what are you doing here? Don't just stand there. Come inside, out of the rain. Well, would you look at who's back? <laughs> Hello, Mother. You look well. Mother, isn't this the most amazing surprise? Actually, he linked to me earlier, dear. I've been expecting Albert all morning. What? And you didn't tell me? Why? What's going on? Well, we'll discuss that later. Right now, let's give your brother a moment to rest and let his clothes dry, and then we'll get him some tea. I'll get it. It's so good to have you back, Ty. <laughs> it's good to be back. Have you been around to see the lawyer, then? Yes, I just came from there. Lieutenant Clues thinks we have a good case and that I'll be cleared by the time it's all finished. You... you didn't tell her? She hasn't been well, Albert. The doctor's been in six times in the last month, and nothing seems to be helping. I see. What about the surgery that you mentioned the last time we talked? The doctors have gone on strike again. They haven't worked for months. No one can get proper medical care right now. 
Dr. Elson only comes to check because he's a family friend, but he can't do the procedure. My ship has a surgeon. I'll see if he can help. Why didn't you let me know about this earlier? Oh, you were so busy. We didn't want to bother you. Mother, taking care of this family isn't a bother. It's my duty. Lieutenant Tyson, welcome. Please have a seat. Thank you, Lieutenant Clues. My, my, my. Things have changed. When I joined the service, this was still just a Riverside Park. Yes. A few years ago, the city sold it to a developer with connections. Now the whole area is under construction. Wasn't there some laws protecting it? I remember marching in some protests to save it when I was just a child. Lieutenant, I hardly think I need to tell you what greases the workings of government in our day and age. Every day and age, I should think. Touché. Speaking of which, your trial is in two days, so I think it's time we worked on our strategy to get you out of this mess. Besides my actions being justified? Means and ends, is it, Lieutenant? I'm sorry, but that only works for the very rich and powerful. And despite being from a noble family, you are neither. Yes, my... my father did a good job of seeing to that when he died and left us neck-deep in gambling debts. How did you get out of that, if I may ask? I read your file, but I didn't see more than a brief mention of it. I talked with his creditors and... I arranged a solution. Just like that? You must have been, what, 13? Twelve, actually. And you walked into a shark's pit and arranged for them to let you go? Hardly. I offered them something they craved more than life itself. Which was? A title. Despite the huge debt we owed, my family was once quite a noble one. All we had to do was adopt one of their children into our line on paper, and suddenly they had what they wanted. Real legitimacy. Something no common-born thug could hope for. Wow. Remind me not to play poker with you. But while they might be nobles in paper, they're not in blood. I mean, nobility is a race, not a club. No, Lieutenant Clues. It is both. Getting a noble line in paper gives you the right to intermarry with the real bloodlines. It's not really a problem of genetics as we conceive in the laboratory, and not the old-fashioned way. Whether the children can become nobles is determined by one's papers at that point. We're actually all born sterile. Something about keeping the bloodlines pure. Fascinating. I know a great many officers are nobles, but I don't get to interact with many of them. Sorry if I'm asking too many questions. However, that brings up something I should be aware of then. Doesn't it mean you have family who are involved in organized crime? No. The paper brother we adopted was killed several years ago in a car accident. It won't come up. I should hope not. You're accused of piracy. That's not a light crime. 
And anything that paints you in a bad light won't help your case, even if you are a noble. Okay then, let's talk about our defense. What story are you going to tell them? Why not the truth? That's the problem, isn't it? You traded the entire cargo manifest of an orbital transfer station to pirates for a tow back into orbit. Cargo that was about to be destroyed as the station fell on the planet and killed a great many people. But it wasn't, was it? So that makes you a thief who aided and abetted the pirates in robbing the station. You traded property you don't own for services that may not have been necessary. Unless we were to all die. That's not how the Crown Attorney will put it. He will frame it so you look like you were a part of the pirates. Like it was all a big plan. Terrorists or no, he will make you seem like the mastermind of the whole thing. As you know, the service is very unstable right now, and the brass are looking for examples to be made. People they can come down hard on. They want everyone to know the penalties for creative thinking. Or to put it another way, they're looking for a chicken to kill to scare the monkeys. And I'm the chicken. Exactly. Then I hope you have a plan. A few. Just let me order and we'll get started. Mother, I have excellent news. Shh, quiet, you'll wake Harriet. Oh, sorry. Mother, I have news. I was just in contact with our ship's surgeon, and he said he'll be willing to arrange for Harriet's operation with one of his colleagues at fleet headquarters. Really? Oh, Albert, that's wonderful. Yes. We'll have to pay him, of course. Cash only. I'll sell the horses. That should pay for it. Mother, you only have two of them left. Never mind. The important thing is Harriet can have her operation. Did you get news from your lawyer yet? Yes. The hearing is scheduled for tomorrow morning. I'll be taking the stand just before noon when they're done questioning my crew. I'll have your best suit prepared. You will do nothing of the sort. I can take care of my own clothes, thank you very much. No, you just worry about sister, and I'll take care of my needs. Oh, and I'd, I'd prefer you didn't come. Why ever not? I know you want to support me, but this may not be pleasant. Lieutenant Clues seems to feel that they may be a bit rough with me, and I'd prefer you'd not see it. Oh, I see. Don't worry, Mother. We have an excellent case, and the truth is clearly behind me. Please be seated. This review panel is now back in session, and for the record, I am Commodore Earnhardt Stark. This morning, we have heard from the crew of the Imperial Cutter Crystal Leaf regarding the incident at Miraposa 3. Now, we will hear from the defendant, 
Lieutenant Albert Tyson. Councillor Clues, you may begin your opening statement. Thank you, Your Honor. Your Honor, fellow members of the board, this man before you needs no introduction. Lieutenant Albert Tyson was the recipient of the People's Medal for Bravery twice in his career and has been personally decorated by the Grand Admiral with the Imperial Academy's highest honor, the Ying Fa Star. At 26, this makes him one of the most decorated officers in this service for his age. And these are decorations he earned in the field, making decisions and taking actions necessary to save the lives of both his crewmates and to defend this state. I remind you of his record because, as I have just said, he is a man of action who has been rewarded by this service for those actions time and again. How then could he not take action when he saw the orbital transfer station above Mariposa 3 falling? A station filled with 40,000 lives heading for a planet filled with countless others. I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, what would you do in that situation? Would you let all of those people face their fate? Or would you do whatever it took to save them? Lieutenant Albert Tyson was faced with that choice, and he did what he believed was the only course of action available to him to save that station and those innocent lives. Yes, what he did may have been wrong by the laws we swear to uphold, but does not the law require temperance and consideration of circumstance? These were exceptional circumstances, and they required exceptional measures on the parts of those involved to bring things aright again. Albert Tyson was a hero that day, ladies and gentlemen, and he should not be here on trial, but be out there being celebrated for doing exactly what our service taught him, to act in the defense of those who could not act for themselves. Thank you, Your Honor. You may be seated, Counselor. The court calls Lieutenant Albert Tyson for questioning. I stand ready, Your Honor. Lieutenant Tyson, this Board of Review will now hear your own testimony regarding the facts of Day 120, Year 27-18. You will answer our questions clearly and take an oath on your honor to provide us with the truth. Is that understood? It is, Your Honor. Good. Then, let us begin. Well, that could have gone worse. I see what you mean. Those questions were clearly biased against me. Did you notice how Commodore Thawne shut his eyes whenever I spoke? Yeah, I don't think he likes you much. <laughs> he doesn't. He was one of my instructors during my training cruise. I defeated him twice during the opening maneuver exercises. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. You might have the devil's luck, Tyson, but it's not with you today. That's one of the most hostile boards of review I've ever seen. Still, whether they like you or not, you gave some solid answers, and they can't ignore that. No, they can't. 
How long will the deliberations be? Could be hours. Could be days. Then there's no point in staying here any longer. I have arrangements to make regarding my sister. No problem. I'll link to you as soon as anything comes up. I... Hold on a moment. I've got an incoming link. It's the Crown Prosecutor. He wants to talk. He says... They want to make a deal. What kind of deal? They want to talk it over in his office. Come in, Lieutenants. Please, have a seat. Thank you, Counselor. Okay, Thomas. What's the deal? Right to the point, is it, Clues? <laughs> you always did go for the throat. I don't like my time wasted, and you better not disappoint me today. No, no, I won't be wasting your time, Clues. I have a good, solid offer from the Board. Then let's hear it. The Board? Unofficially, of course, seems to have realized that prosecuting a hero of the Empire isn't in their best interests. Yes, we both know they're looking for an example to be made, but right now, with things so tight, they've decided that one with noble blood might not be the right choice. And? And they're looking to drop all charges against the lieutenant. There won't even be a mark on his record for this. How nice of them. What do they want in trade? Well, you know how the service is as well as I do. Someone goes up, and someone goes down. Who? Lieutenant Kipps. Kip? They want Kip? Why? He didn't do anything. Like I said, someone's got to go down, and he's next in line. He was in command of the Crystal Leaf during the whole incident, and while he was following your orders, he was the one who had the bigger picture. The way they want to paint it, you had limited intelligence, and that makes him the one responsible for the final choices. No! Thomas, this stinks. Hey, I'm just the messenger. You want to take it up with the board? Fine by me. But this deal is your client's only chance to walk out of here a free man. I won't do it. Kip was under my command and following my orders. I was wholly responsible for what happened. Kid, you might want to talk to your Jag about this before you go making any hasty decisions. I don't need to. I swore an oath to the service, and I intend to honor it until the end. Well, if that's the way you want it, the, the offer's on the table until the trial resumes tomorrow. Take some time and think it over. Remember, the penalty we're talking about here is a one-way trip, and that end you mentioned has a real short stop when you reach it. Albert, you've hardly touched your dinner. I'm sorry, Mother. I'm not hungry. Where's Harriet? Upstairs. She didn't feel like joining us tonight. Should I call the doctor? I already did. He'll be by later. Albert, tell me. What's wrong? Mother, have you ever found yourself questioning something you've always believed? Something that was... something that was very important to you? Yes, of course. We all face that sometime. In my case, it was with your father when I learned about his gambling. I wondered how I ever could have loved a man so much, but... 
never known what he was really like. And? How did you deal with it? Well, I cried a lot. Then, when I was done crying, I thought about it, and I decided that the man I loved was still there. Yes, there was another side of him that I didn't know, but he really was your father inside. And I decided that while I didn't want to accept the bad, didn't mean I had to throw away the good as well. So that's why you stayed. Yes. I decided I'd stay loyal to the man I loved, and do my best to help him beat the darkness that had taken him over. I didn't win, of course. I didn't have time. But I like to think, if he had lived, we would have made it through just okay. Sorry, I get sentimental sometimes. Does that help? Yes. Yes, I... I think it does. Thank you, Mother. So, are you going to tell me what happened today? The truth is, they offered me a deal. They want a conviction, but they don't care who it is they hurt to get it. That sounds terrible. It is. They offered to let me free to continue my career. But in exchange, they want a man who is under my command. Someone who I might even call a friend. Well, what did you tell them? What else could I tell them? No, of course. Why? What's wrong? Oh, Albert, how could you be so selfish? Mother, I'm sorry, but I won't let his mother cry for my decisions. Then what about your own sister? What? What do you mean? He has a sister too. Three of them, in fact. Albert, if they convict you, you'll be thrown out of the service. That means Harriet can't have her operation. I won't have it. I will not lose both of you. Why do you do that? Who? Oh. Hello, Esther. Does throwing a rock into the water make you feel better? <laughs> yes, I suppose it does. Relieves tension, I guess. Why are you here? I came to find you. Find me? Did they summon you to testify in my review as well? No. I came because I wanted to offer you support. Well, that's nice of you. You are greatly conflicted. <laughs> I didn't know Squire's telepathy worked here. It does not. Your body language and chemical signature tell me this. Well, you're right. I'm conflicted. Damn conflicted. I've been given a choice, Esther. Betray myself and lose a man I call my friend... I'll betray my family and lose everything I joined the service for in the first place. Oh, you joined because of your family? To protect them, yes. After my father died, my mother was disgraced. And 
My sister was a cripple. Joining the service got them respect, medical considerations, and most of all, the money they needed to start a new life. I admit, I had wanted to travel ever since I was a boy. I had wanted to be something larger than myself. The Navy gave me that, and it gave me the challenges I craved. But in the end, whenever I asked myself why I joined, the answer always came back the same. Harriet. To protect my sister. And now, the only way I can protect her is to betray the very thing I hold dear. My honor as an Imperial officer. I believe, then, the question you face is really which is the most acceptable loss? If winning is not possible, then you must consider how to mitigate losing. Let Kip pay for my crimes, then? He serves the same master you do, joined the same service, and accepted the same risks. There was only a way to stall, at least until after Harriet had her operation. I believe you can appeal military rulings. Why not tie them up in court until after the time needed has elapsed? No good. I already talked to my lawyer about it, and she told me there won't be any appeals. It seems the Admiralty don't want anything ruining their chicken dinner. Pardon? Nothing. Just some crude humor. You said you wanted to find me. Why? I came to deliver a message. And? What is it? Follow the money. What? That is the message I was told to give you. And this file I'm transferring to you now. It will automatically open when the criteria are met. What criteria are those? I was not told. <sighs> right. Good luck tomorrow, Tyson. And please sleep. You need rest. Thank you, Esther. Esther? Will I see you again? That will be up to you. Why the hell not? Everything else is. Last chance, is your boy gonna take it? Not interested. Well, it's his loss. I'll let him know. You sure about this, Tyson? I'm positive. Just get me a chance to speak. This board of review is now in session. Today, we will begin sentencing. But before we do, is there anything further anyone has to say? This board is not without mercy, and anything said will be considered under the circumstances. Yes, Your Honor. Lieutenant Albert Tyson has asked he be able to say a few words to the board. The board will hear, Lieutenant Tyson. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen of the board, I am afraid to tell you that there has been a grave error made. This whole review has been unnecessary, and I move that it be stricken from the books and all charges dismissed. Tyson, what are you doing? Lieutenant, this is not a time for humor. No, sir, it is not. Nor am I joking when I say this whole review is baseless. Your charge against me, which we both know is coming, is piracy. 
I traded away civilian materials over which I had no jurisdiction to pirates and trade for services rendered, thus committing theft. However, how could I commit theft if in fact I had both the authority and the jurisdiction to do what I did? I believe, Lieutenant, we would be aware if that was the case. No, sir. It is quite possible you were not. Explain yourself, then. Last night, while I considered the facts of this case, I realized that the key was the ownership of the cargo containers I traded away. Upon checking, I learned that the containers were, in fact, items that had been purchased and were waiting to be picked up for transport by their new owners. If you will direct your attention to the data I'm sending each of you, you will see the bills of lading for the cargo containers in question. I apologize for submitting it so late, but I had my reasons. Under Item 5, Section 6, you will find that the cargo I sold had, in fact, been purchased by the Sixth Fleet. Therefore, the materials I traded were, in fact, owned by the military, the same service you and I represent. This... this may be true, but what gave you the authority to give them away like that? You did, sir. I did? Well, you in a general manner of speaking, sir. The Admiralty as a whole, actually. Under Emergency Regulation 2034, Paragraph 5, it states, and I quote, Any officer in command during a crisis situation may utilize any military resources under his command to prevent the loss of civilian life in event of a terrorist act so long as it does not contravene the rules of military law. Thus... As I was an officer in charge during a terrorist incident, and the materials were, in fact, owned by the military, I was perfectly within my rights to do what I did. Sir, given this new evidence, I would respectfully request that the Board of Review consider declaring a mistrial. I see. Prosecutor Thomas, what do you have to say about this? Well, Your Honor... I say, in the light of the new evidence, the prosecution withdraws its case. The Board of Review has no choice but to agree. This case is dismissed. Tyson, we won! You did it! Hey, where are you going? I'll talk with you later. There is someone I have to thank first. <laughs> Esther, I thought I'd find you here. Enjoying the coffee? Good morning, Tyson. Did your trial go well? I won, thanks to your advice. You are welcome, but I was only a messenger. The advice came from someone else. Who was it from, then? Why not open the message I gave you and find out? <laughs> He's not dead, is he? Sir Fawn. No. He was injured, but he has survived far worse. Why did he send you to help me? Sir Fawn is perhaps the most noble man I've ever met. There is none like him in the universe. He thinks deeply about others, and about you. 
Me? But we barely knew each other. That is incorrect. He has known about you for some time. Our meeting was not a coincidence. What do you mean? Perhaps you should open the message and find out. Hello, Lieutenant Tyson. If you're seeing this, then you must have found my hint helpful, or perhaps you discovered it on your own. Now, now, no need to thank me. I just couldn't let you get railroaded like that. I bet you're wondering how I knew about the cargo containers and who owned them. Well, the answer to that one's simple. I did, at least until I sold them to the military. That whole station is mine, actually. I won it a few years back in a game in New Berlin. Funny how much stuff a man builds up after a few hundred years. Well, I suppose I should get to the point. On the condition that you pass this trial, I would like to offer you two rewards. The first is the young squire sitting across from you. She's yours now, Tyson. And I know you will take good care of her and she of you. I'll miss her dearly, but there's a time when every good father knows he must let go of his child and... This is one of those times. She needs to see the universe, not just be stuck taking care of an old man. Be a good guide for her, won't you? The second is a job. You have incredible promise, Lieutenant, and I think it's being wasted in the military. We both know this empire's not long for the galaxy, and when it goes, I want you to know you have a place with me. It's an open offer, available any time you'd like. Esther can always reach me, so all you need to do is ask. Congratulations again, Lieutenant, and good luck. Give my regards to Ferris when he calls. Lieutenant Albert Tyson, Admiral Veer's office linking. The Admiral would like to make an appointment with you as soon as you're available. He has an urgent matter he wishes to discuss with you regarding your upcoming promotion. Please contact us as soon as possible to set up an appointment. Twin Stars, Book 1, Episode 2, War Crimes, with special guest appearances by David Alt as Serfon and Kimlin P. Tran as the Secretary. Opening music, Beyond Infinity by Peter Chan. Find his work at soundclick.com. Closing music, Victorious Day by Maestro Rage. Find his work on newgrounds.com. Other music also found on newgrounds.com and the Apple iLife Jingles Collection. Sound effects found on The Free Sound Project, SoundSnap.com, and the Apple iLife Sound Effects Collection. This work and all the characters within are copyright 2008, Robin Patterson. All rights reserved. This adventure and more can be found at KungFuActionTheater.com. Kung Fu Action Theater, audio, action, adventure!
This portion of the Mutual Audio Network is brought to you by Daryl's Discount Cow Parts. Here's Daryl. Ah, I'm Daryl. Oh, you said that. We have cheaper parts of the cow for you. Price is so low, you'll say moo. <laughs> cow lips, 32 cents a pound. Cow gums, 15 cents a pound. With teeth, 9 cents a pound. Hooves, 50 cents a pound. Ground up, 65 cents a pound. Stomachs, two for a dollar. And ask about an utter deal. <laughs> yes, the same fine ingredients used by many hot dog manufacturers on your dinner table. That's Daryl's, that's me, discount cow parts. Everything from nose to tail, including the nose and tail. This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network.